All right, folks, welcome back to Art Ballad. We have a themed episode. It seems like it's been a long time. Very long time. Um, and yeah, we are going to be talking about art making as a cathartic process, or just art as a cathartic mm. process. What that means to us, examples from our own life, and uh, speculating on some other stuff. Um, something that, that, I don't know when the term was introduced to me, but it was in university for sure, and I have a lot to say because my BFA exhibition revolved around this topic completely. Yeah. So, um, how about you? Do you wanna do you wanna start? I feel like. Oh. Or do you wanna? What do you wanna do? I'll bounce off you today. Okay. I'm in one of the. <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> I got a brain freeze and it's not quite gone. Anyway, oh, perfect. But no more Slurpees with the podcast. The first, the first and last time. <coughs> I feel like I had such a rough day in the studio today that... I'll oh, just, wow. Yeah. Okay. What a great place to start. Um, okay, well, like I said, my BFA exhibition revolved around this whole topic, but before I get into the details of that, I guess explaining what it means. Um, if you don't know what a cathartic process is or what catharsis is, I guess it's like a healing thing, yes. right? So we're talking about art making as a way to heal yourself, um as a positive force mm -hmm. in your life to use as a, a coping mechanism. Like all that stuff to me is part of a cathartic process of, right. of art making. So, um, I believe that, that that's the thing. Again, we have to get into like, what is art versus craft versus design? But I, I think that just the creative process in itself, art or not mm -hmm. can be not always is, but can be a very cathartic thing. I agree. For some people, it could be as basic as, like, let's just say you're knitting. And let's say we're not going to call that art, but let's just say you just sit there and you crochet something and then you dismantle it after. It's like a meditative process, possibly. Right. Just doing the same thing over and over and over. Mm -hmm. Like, something like that. Like, really intricate work, even, like, intricate artwork for some people is that thing, too. It's like you zone out, you hyper-focus, right. and therefore it's meditative and you're not thinking about all these other issues and mm -hmm. problems, and you can come out of that meditative process with sometimes just a clear head, maybe because you're not thinking about anything, or maybe it's meditative in the way where your thoughts are wandering and you're actually working through some problems, mm -hmm. but either way, just that, that practice of just sitting down and working and hyper-focusing, um, that in itself can be can be yeah, no I, <laughs> like a, i'm agreeing 100 percent. like a really healthy thing mm -hmm. so that aspect alone could be could be it could be healthy um i had a break oh a break <laughs> sorry Did you say breakthrough or brain freeze <laughs> my brain freeze is gone i had okay. a breakthrough last week and realized how healing my air quotes, <laughs> art is. So. We'll talk about that. Like, what was that like? Well, I was super mad when I realized, I don't know, I was just, I kind of discussed it in our last podcast, I think, how I was just having like a really rough go with this painting mm -hmm. and like pissed. <laughs> like I could yep. not. And then, yeah, I just had to like sit back and look at it and realize like, this is on me to make it something that I want to look at, what I want to sit with and whatever. Sorry, throwing shit around. And then, yeah, there's just a lot of things going on outside of art, like just in my personal life that <laughs> it kind of just turned and was like, oh, that's also on me. Like it just, I feel like art has taught me over the last few months that the onus is on me to make things so I am happy with, I can sit with, and I am grateful for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot the whole reason this, that, that this theme got chosen. Right. And, oh man, my phone's charging. But you had, a, you had this beautiful way of packaging it, and you were just talking about it, and now I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I just remember being like, oh, we gotta, I gotta save that. Um... I don't remember what you sent it to me on, though. If it was text or... I posted it. Oh, you posted it? I did. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because now... That's the thing. I remember now that you had this, you had that breakthrough and you had this thing. And I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Like, this should be what we talk about. And you're like, hell yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I guess 
you're going to find it within the next couple seconds while I'm vamping here. And hopefully... So, was, yeah, that's what I'm doing, by the way. I'm not ignoring to, you. Yeah, no, you said you wanted me to read it, so here we go. Uh, the whole thing? The Why whole thing, yep, you? here it is. Sure, yeah. So, <laughs> you didn't answer quick this enough. This is on Instagram, by the way. It's not yeah. secret. Yeah, so this is on your, pers- or your art Instagram, RGT Shots. I have a more turbulent relationship with art than I do with most people. I get so angry, annoyed, overwhelmed, and sad during a painting session. Today I had to step away from my canvas and eat a chocolate bar and just stare at it from across the room. Painting has quickly turned into a type of therapy for me. I've been struggling with mental health as far back as I can remember. And nothing has made me feel a sense of calm like painting has. Even through all the negative emotions I feel during a studio session. It's taught me that no matter what I am feeling in the moment, it is completely up to me and me alone to turn the chaos into something I want to sit with happily. Just like with the internal battles I'm dealing with, it is up to me to turn that into something I am happy to say is a part of me. And I thought that was just... Insert beautiful music here. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was just beautiful. Um... Whoa. Sorry, I'm pressing all the buttons. It's okay. I thought it paused for a second. I was really confused, but that's because I was looking at the time. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I thought it was just gorgeous because, I mean, like, it was just so, I don't know, it was like a very casual way, but also a really eloquent way and very succinct way uh, and concise of saying, like... And I'm just not open anyway, so it was weird to see. Well, it was beautiful because it's just like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that if they can't relate to it yet, maybe they will, or that they can connect with it on some way, even if it's not about art, if it's Mm -hmm. about running or whatever, right? And to me, what's really beautiful about it is that through the process of making art, you learn something about yourself. Exactly. That, to me, is, like, the, the thing that really... In, yeah. What you learned is also great. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that you learned anything from it, and you're just like... Right. I was making art, and I was upset, and I'm frustrated, and then, and then something clicked where you had this moment of, like, oh, and it completely mm-hmm. translated to another part of your life. Right. That, well, that's the thing, like... I'll get, like, full disclosure here or whatever. <laughs> like, in my personal life, I'm, like, going through, like, what medications are going to work, blah, 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 blah. And getting ready to see a counselor and yada yada. And then it's like, I'm putting some, I'm depending so much on other things when it is. That's what I realized. Like, no, this is up to me. Like, it's not up to a pill or somebody else for me to make things work. Whether it be my life, whether it be art, whether it be whatever. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I connected them, but they connected. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I said, I thought it was great. And, like, that's... I think you're great. <laughs> okay. Save that for the end. Um... <laughs> But, I mean, just within a month of doing that. Like, that's not something that... Maybe if you were taking photos this whole time, it would have connected that way. Maybe. Right. But, I mean, it's... I don't know. I just thought it was also great because it was born out of frustration in a way. But out of that frustration, I mean, mm-hmm. despite... Like you said, despite all the frustration and negative feelings you have sometimes in the studio, mm-hmm. you th- this huge revelation came out of it. And, I don't know, I just thought that was just, just fantastic. Um, I think... On a simpler way, I'm going to strip it back to, I guess, to me, at the beginning of of me really realizing... I, I, don't, I didn't have the words for it yet, mm-hmm. but, like, the first pieces of, of art that I can think of making consciously or, like, with purpose, um, I would have been, like, early 20s, and this was right before I went into uh, university and the art program and stuff. And the first couple abstracts that I made, they were, like, incredibly emotionally charged. I didn't know what I was doing either. Like, I didn't have paint brushes. Mm-hmm. I was using spray paint and, like, stuff. Like, I had a, a bunch of letters in an envelope that I, like, didn't want anymore. Mm-hmm. And normally I would burn that kind of thing. But I, like, found a way to, like, affix it. Like, I think I stapled them to like, this masonite board. And I poured, I was working at, uh, in a kitchen at the time, um, like a very fancy, well, I guess if, if anyone's from Saskatoon, it, um, the Willows Golf and Country Club, and there's like banquets and all this stuff. And we had like, someone had, um, there was like a, a wedding, and they did like East Indian cuisine, and they dye a lot of their food, like red, like mm-hmm. there's like, yeah. So I, I, I had the leftovers of pig's blood, but it was also like dyed. 
So I had this really rich red, and then I had some like like red hair dye. I don't know why I had it. And so I remember that was some things that I used on there, and like black ink and spray paint, and like and the uh, real crushed leaves on one of them, and then like fake flowers and real flowers that were like obviously they would decay and die, and that was the point. And mm-hmm. like using spray adhesive, just like the first couple ones were just like, but they were so emotionally charged. And even then, I was using music. I remember one of them. I don't remember the title exactly, but it it related to an album from the band uh, From Autumn to Ashes. Uh, the Fiction We Live was the name of the album, which is just incredibly powerful and filled with pain. And I just remember just like, I don't know, though just being able to put it into that work, it did something. Like, I don't know how long it lasted and whatever else, but I was already in a process of like, I think it's different. The thing is like, it, it was this romantic relationship that it ended. It was right. done. Mm-hmm. So with time, healing would have come anyway. But the thing is that there was no more stimulation from the person. I wasn't, the person dead to me. Like, I'm not right. talking to that person anymore. But this helped me, like, I don't know, it was like, it was like moving in time a month with the healing. It was like, I could do absolutely nothing. And I could just sit there being, like, really over-emotional and, and the weight of it for days and days and days. And very slowly it would get lifted off, like, half a pound. Right. But doing that was just like, it was just like a rush of emotion into that one thing. And I was like, that thing is a completed, finished thing now. Mm-hmm. And I got to, to do that. And so that was like my first experience with using art as a cathartic process. Because any, I mean, with, with pur- like purposefully like being like, I need to do something. Right. And sometimes the work was very physical too, which was, I was like scraping the board and like all three of these ones I have in my head, no, two of them, sorry, I had in my head are on Masonite board and I was like scraping them and like whatever and like being very physical with them. And I find for me, that's another thing that, Nothing to do with anger necessarily. It's just that sometimes in the studio, the energy, like, it's just using physical energy. Um, And obviously, like, we're talking about it being a cathartic process. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it could be sadness, which is really difficult for me to deal with, which is usually why it gets processed as... My pain usually gets processed through anger versus sadness, because sadness I don't know how to sit with. Mm -hmm. Anger... I can do something with it. See, I feel like if I was, like, a crier, then sadness... Like, no, but the thing is, like... I'm only laughing because I'm such a crier, but I still am so angry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oops. I'll take a sip of this here. And... Well, I was going to say, like, the thing is that my anger, it comes out in different ways, but usually it's directed at people, which can wreck my relationships. Or if I was just, like, if I was a crier... And I just sit in my room and cry, and it came out. It's not gonna hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I just do both, so it sucks. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I I know. I'm just laughing because you're making it sound so much better having the one. Well, it would be better having the one. You yeah. have both. <laughs> if you had just one, but this thing, I can't really. It's not something they can really choose to do. I don't think it's just not in my nature, and I don't know how to. Crying so nice. It's so freeing. I've cried in the studio. I've been mid painting session. And there must be a sad song or something that comes on. And I'm just bawling doing a painting. It's just, you should cry more. It feels really good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not even, that's the thing, I don't force it down. It just doesn't naturally happen. It's incredibly rare. I've seen it happen. Anyway. <laughs> so, it's just incredibly rare. Um, but that's the thing, because my anger, or my pain usually manifests in anger, I find that... For me, one of the best ways to filter that anger in a positive way is with physical energy. Right. So there are times before where I'm like, I'm going to go ride my BMX right now, like when I was in Saskatoon, and just like go out for a rip. Like that's, I need to be physical to get this anger. I need to be a positive right. expression. Or I go for a walk and scream, mm-hmm. like with music and do vocals before I was even in a band. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in a band, it was like, oh, I get to do this once a week. Mm-hmm. This is why I would get so upset when people couldn't show up to a jam because depending on the person it's like if we didn't have drums that week there's no we can't like there's no point Mm -hmm. like it's almost it's almost absolutely useless it just doesn't do the same thing if we're missing the bassist sorry bassists but for the most part we can get through (laughs) we can get through the thing or if we're missing like 
a lead guitarist, it doesn't matter to me as much. Whereas if we have the rhythm mm -hmm. and the drums, then I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. like, I, I just get a lot of energy from the drums. And also, I mean, they're keeping time for the whole song. So it's really, that's what we need. Drummers are the backbone for the band, man. It's true. I know. Shout out. Um, Shout out, drummers. <laughs> but, but that's the thing. I would get so upset because I needed that release. Mm -hmm. Like, that, that was the thing where it's like, I was like, you don't understand. Like, I've been... I've been waiting for this all week, like because I can't do it by myself. Like I can't just go and jam by myself, and, right. I, and I got so much out of it. So I just realized I just crossed like a barrier here without even thinking about it. But I mean, it's just the physical. Okay, so the physicalness of making visual art for me is still something that like high energy pieces. Like even if I'm not in angry in the moment, I'm not even making angry art. But I'm being physical. I'm using my body. I whatever and it does something for me can i interrupt you absolutely i, I use like a hammer and like stuff today mm. for the mm -hmm. first time mm -hmm. and hell yeah i yeah. get it yeah i was like on the floor sitting with the piece between my legs just hammering hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hammering away and it was just as good as a good cry oh it's the it was best so, and i just wanted to like do more but i was like no i'm gonna like bust this piece and then yeah. it'll be garbage yeah but yeah so i get it sorry go ahead well and that's the thing you had to be controlled in that moment because you were yeah. trying to have an effect on a frame whereas like so those tools because i have these yeah. tools in the studio for a reason i have a mask because some so in moments of anger like i was just talking about like i'm thinking of one piece that it was spray paint it had to do with brock hampton and it was just energetic and it was like fun and light mm -hmm. um and carried a little tiny twinge of sadness but it wasn't an angry piece but it was just right because of what I was doing, it was very energetic, because the music was, mm -hmm. I got something out of it. However, most of the stuff I'm talking about is born out of, like, frustration, anger, right. sadness, pain in the moment. That is why those tools are there. Because over time, I was like, I need to throw this at something. Like, I, mm -hmm. th like I've thrown canvases against walls. I've thrown them on the ground. I've burned them. I have taken hammers to them. St I love the look of staples in, in the frames and stuff. Or, mm -hmm. like, it's like... Oh, I could, like, eloquently, like, find a way to use some, like, adhesive to put this thing in there. No, I'm stapling it, like, it, or, or duct taping it, and, like, I don't know. There's just things that, like, that's that's why those tools are there, because they they are great. Making, um, that's the thing, one of the pieces that, I, that's funny, before you we were dating, you bought one of mine that I had, like, burned and stuff. And My I, favorite piece, still to this day. Well, anyway. Um, what? I don't, I don't I don't know. I don't. I, I have a hard time with compliments. So anyway, but it was it's fucking one... shitty. I got it out of pity. <laughs> Rapper. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, folks. Art ballad. R.I.P. September. Rapping Randy coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> Yeah. So? So, yeah, just the physicalness of that, too. Just destruction. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the concept and the philosophy of destruction, like, it's not just the physicalness, but it's like, I am destroying this. Like, so that's the thing. You could have an act of creation. I mean, you're you creating something as you're destroying it. Like, right. You're you creating something new. You're altering it. Um, and, and But, I mean, that's the thing. You could be creating something super, super beautiful or aesthetic that people would think they would never see the pain behind it right and and you could be this like really fragile little watercolor or something and you could have a lot of pain that goes into that mm -hmm. but then you can also have this thing where like you're taking this canvas and you're just tearing it apart and doing whatever to it and like and then it's very clear sometimes like but right. I've, I've also had pieces that started out as one thing mm -hmm. and i couldn't make it work and then i got angry at the piece and then, then, then I started putting holes in it and stuff, and it turned into something completely different. But it worked, mm -hmm. and, and whatever. Um, so I think that, for me, that's part of it. That's part of the, the cathartic process of art making is just the physicalness of working sometimes. Right. Obviously, some people don't have that work in their... Like, that, that, um, that process as part of their, their practice. They're, like I said, they could be sitting there doing a little watercolor that's, you know, five by five inches, and only moving their wrist a little bit and I don't think they'd get the same thing out of it, right? Right. Yeah. But, depending on what kind of art you make, it, it, you know, th this is part of it. Um, anyway, I started going into this music thing before, so I'm going to jump back to that. This is really good, by the way. Thank oh, you. Good. It's probably my favorite. Made it myself. Um, 
So, yeah, like music for me, I, I mean, I got to, I mean, I was writing, I, writing the lyrics was part of the cathartic process already. So I was like writing my lyrics and that was part of me just being able to express what I needed to express in words. But holy, I can't tell you the difference between just writing poetry versus being able to perform it. Even just jamming with, you know, the band, not mm -hmm. even performing it in front of an, a live audience. Right. Being able to vocalize it was just such a game changer. It gave the words so much more power and like it was just this release that that like this this the thing writing it, I don't know. It, it like writing it was good. It helped me process my feelings in the moment of writing it mm -hmm. and be like this is how I really feel and this is stuff I would say to you but I can't or I'm not right. going to like communicate with you anymore and whatever. So that's already like I feel a good thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people just write in their journals and that's, you know, they don't have to show it to anyone and they get that out. But being able to, like I said, just adding the vocal, the actual, like, it coming, like, I don't know, adding this different way of expressing it. It's like the words were expressed just silently, like, in my brain and whatever, and then my hand and then writing it on paper and then that's it. And just taking that and screaming it through a microphone with music was something just completely different. It was just... I don't know. It, it makes me miss doing it, but I mean, I don't know. This, I also just don't have, I don't know, that's weird to say. I just don't have as much anger as I did before anyway, and a lot of that stuff was, that was being expressed was anger. Mm -hmm. um, and it needed an outlet, and I, I was fortunate enough to, a couple times with different bands, like, find this outlet that, that worked for that. Um, but again, that is why... And I've tried to explain this to people in bands, either during or, or after, depending on how open I was with them, that, like, because I would get just really pissed off. Like, I would start lashing out at them, because I'm like, do you understand what you're doing when you, like, fuck with a schedule, or when you can't stay committed to a time? Like, I need this. I need this. Like, and no one else seemed to need it as much as I did. So it was just like, you don't know what you're fucking around with. Like... But that's you, depending on other people. I know. And you can't do that. That's what we just discussed mm -hmm. at the beginning of this podcast. That doesn't work. I know. But for that form of expression, what else can I do? Guess you should just get some... I should just learn how to play every instrument myself and then record it myself. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> yeah, but even then it wouldn't be the same because you're in a room by yourself and you're not feeding off anyone else's energy. And, it'll and never you're be not sharing it. Well, no, because I could... I mean, there's plenty of people who write and record their own music and then do the vocals and then they they oh, share yeah. it, right? They just can't really perform it live. Or I mean, they could. There's not many people do. Or they find live players, session players, and stuff like that. But anyway, that was a huge thing for me in my 20s. was like a massive thing that really helped me. But those... I mean, I can't even think of what I would have been like in those times without that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also why I felt so grateful to members of my band frequently because I was like you don't understand what this means to me and what this does for me and whatever else is that this is like something I really need and you are assisting me you're helping me with this like your little personal therapist <laughs> I, I guess I don't know it was just such a mix of like cause, I mean that's art making too right we're, we're talking about art and it's a different mm -hmm. form of art and it's just like it's collaborative and it's like but it was also like I don't know it was weird because I it was usually me and one other person in in each band that I can think of. There was, like, me and one other person that really connected well, and we thought of it as art, and the other people mostly thought of it as just, like, mostly just, like, getting together, having fun, and, like, right. just shredding on guitar or whatever else. And, like, I was like, that's fun. And being in that group of people, there was always a lot of humor, a lot of laughs. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it was fun, but that's not why I was there. But it's also, like, performing... It was, like, a weird mix. I guess I'll jump to that. Performing in front of people was, like, this weird mix of, like, I get nervous, I get stage fright, I don't like it, I get anxious, but once I'm there, it's, like, a mix of, like, I'm, like, really in it, mm -hmm. and, it's, again, it's, like, hyper-focusing, but it's got this weird element to me of this nervous energy, but I was always, like, the stuff I'm screaming is incredibly personal for the most part. Like, I would say nine out of... 10 song or maybe 80% of, of it was like very personal and close to the chest but I'm like being completely self-deprecating 
in between songs before and after whatever and there was like this element of humor that was just me coping with mm-hmm. being so anxious and nervous and stressed out or whatever and then after I was completely drained like getting off stage I was so drained that I didn't feel like I just wasn't I just wasn't available Right. Like, someone will try to talk to me, and I... It's almost like I couldn't even hear what they were saying. It was like everything was like... The world for me before that, if it was at 10, it was now at 5. And, like, it was... Like, I couldn't hear. I didn't have, like... I was, like, helping, you know, it was take things down or move things or whatever. And I just... For, like, an hour after, I'd be, like, unavailable to anybody, really, for the most part. Um, it would take me a bit to come down from that. Anyway... You're letting me just go so long here without saying anything. It wasn't that long, actually. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> well, you want me to talk about the BFA thing then? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I just thought it was a good segue anyway, but... Yeah, I... Well, you told me about it and showed me pictures and I wasn't even there and I felt it. Oh. I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, well, thank you. You're pretty all right. Oh. Anyway, tell us about it. Wake up the whole damn neighborhood. Listen. <laughs> <coughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Um, so, what I mentioned... Yeah, so my my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree... Uh, we've talked about it a couple times before that... I had to have an exhibition that was like... This is like, this is like a final. This is like a final exam. It's like a pass-fail... You have to have two professors, like, senior professors that you had come and, like, basically judge... Like, it's, like, grading it, but, like I said, it's pass-fail. It's not 80% or A-plus. It's you get to have your degree or you don't. (laughs) Um, Yeah. um, And so what I decided to base my work on was a couple things. One, this is when I was... I don't know, it was probably after the... F- I don't know how long it was into Destrier, into the band, like, the last band I was in, um, where I did, like, the bulk of... That was the longest-term band I was in, and where I actually... Shadow Destrier. Yeah, and where I actually... like. By the way, we've talked about Jordan before on the podcast. We've had him on the podcast twice. Yeah. One as an interview, and uh, as a guest for the interview, and, and once as... Um, Shoot the shit. Yeah, we did, like, a triple... That was so much fun. Yes, and we're going to do it again sometime. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so Jordan played guitar uh, in that band, and we wrote a couple lyrics together, too. And, um, yeah, so Destrier. Yeah, I I was, I think it had been about a year. I don't know for sure how long I was in the band before my exhibition. Yeah, well, it was the, I don't remember what year. It was 2012 to 2015, and I don't know, because my exhibition would have been 2013. I don't know how long I was in the band first. Because I'm just trying to think of, like, what songs did we have written by the time. I'm going to say about a year. Anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, let me just say that three times in a row. Um, so, that was a thing that I was in the thick of. And I was just thinking... And, and Jackson Pollock also had a heavy influence. Not the, not the aesthetics of his work, because I don't really like looking at it. But his philosophy was basically that um, the art part of it was him creating... And what was left over, like the the painting that you would see in a gallery, was just the evidence. That was the evidence of the art. And that idea really hit home for me a lot. And I also, you know, transformed that into like, okay, well, painting. Like, I'm sorry, not painting. Performing. Like performing music. It was like the art was on the stage and there is no product left over. I mean, I guess like if you have a recording, that's the evidence of that. Um... But, yeah, I I just kind of, like, was filtering it through that. And I was also reflecting on the fact that, okay, when I wrote something before or when I painted a piece, it was done. Mm -hmm. It was over, and I felt a little lighter. Mm -hmm. But I got... And and the thing is, when I started performing music and performing these songs and the things that I had written and whatever, it was so... It felt so good. It always felt good no matter what because of the physicalness, because of getting on stage and sweating and moving around. It always felt good Mm -hmm. to come off. Um, but I realized at one point, wait a second, normally when I finish a piece, it's just done and that's it. But I wrote a song and I have to perform that song and I have to do it again and again and again and again. And so I was like, wait a second, am I really 
the way that I put, I, I feel corny now every time, but I, I felt whatever when I when I say it. But I was like, was I exorcising the demons or were I exercising them? Mm-hmm. That's how I worded it in my artist statement. Because I was like, I'm like working them out. Like I'm like, I'm going through them all over again with these words and I feel them. It never got to a point for me where I was just like saying hollow words that I had to repeat for years and years and years because the songs, whatever, right? Um, they always still like really meant something to me. And it was like reliving that isn't something I had to do with my paintings. Mm-hmm. So my exhibition really f- formed around that was like, is art making a cathartic process right now and I like I had I mean it was visual art pieces but they were all based off of songs that I had written with the band and then there was like an audio visual component where um I used our music that was recorded and like some of the live sets along with like other random like cut and paste <clears throat> things that I put into it and there was like a 20 minute video mm-hmm. um that is still like on my FK Arts Facebook page um the the Exhibition title is Complex Catharsis, and then in parentheses it says Ashes, which would just be like the evidence of, of the art was what it was supposed to be referencing. Um, but there's like, I think that the YouTube link is still there for that video, and, uh, and you can go through the pictures of the exhibition too. But anyway, so I decided I was going to have each piece, like the title of it, would be the title of whatever song, and I had the lyrics of that song printed below the title card. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had four different songs that it referenced, but one of them was a triptych, and there were three pieces that came into that one. Um, and this is excluding the audiovisual component as a piece, because um, I don't think I gave you the title or anything. I think it was just there with headphones, and there was right. just whatever. Um, so I only really want to get into that one piece, um, and that's the one that I kind of talked to you about before, and that was it was called Bloodletting the Blackness, and then it had, like, it was the triptych, so it had these three different stages. They were self-portraits of me, with some other components and like I was painted in different colors for all of them and there was a component of glass that changed with them too so to me that song that was the first song that we had written together there was the first song as a band that that like we had and so that also was an anomaly in a way for me with songwriting because it was like I'd written songs before that for another band I was in but I mean this one I was like this is really like it just hit me at a certain time where I wanted to express what what I was getting out of songwriting, I guess, or out of performing and being in a band. And so that was the, the bloodletting the blackness was about, like, using music as a cathartic process. It was about using this as a form of escapism in a, in a positive way and, and, like, a healing process and an aggressive one at that. Um, <clears throat> so this piece, this triptych, like, really went through the cycle for me of, like, I mean, it played with paper and it played with glass, and then these self-portraits were done on, like, masonite board. Um, but, like, this this first one, it had, like... You could start the cycle anywhere and then just wrote... Like, it, it didn't matter where you started, but this one started with, like, this self-portrait of me where I was basically, like... Um, I had my hands on, like, the side of my head, and I was in a, a moment of, like... I wish I could... I don't have my phone here, but... I don't remember the 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 tit- like titles in parentheses because they all were were different as well, um, but this one was just like being, like coming up I guess to the. The moment of needing to. Do something, about whatever I was feeling, mm-hmm. and so there was a lot of and then I had the, at the base uh, like on the floor at the base of the piece, um, so I sorry the gla- there was glass there was like a glass window frame that was whole and complete and not damaged in front of the portrait being trapped behind the glass and not being able to do anything about it except for write. And so I, I had all this writing that was like completed writing at the bottom. Um, and then the next piece was like the next step, which was actually like like taking it a step further. And I, I had like the self-portrait of me like screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the glass was broken, um, like, like the window frame or whatever in front of the portrait was broken like and there was broken glass like on the ground and parts of the frame and stuff were there as well um and then the next piece was oh man i wish i could remember the there's this moment man i'm going off in the into the <laughs> weeds here 
Um, <clears throat> there's a moment that... This is going to be a spoiler alert for the book and the movie Shawshank Redemption, the Shawshank Redemption, or Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, um, the way Stephen King wrote it. So it's a freaking amazing... It's, it's always going to be in my top ten. It's like an amazing movie. But there's this moment for me where Andy Dufresne, the main character who has been um, accused of murder that he's innocent of and he's been in jail for decades and he plans his escape and he bides his time and he plans everything and he's in hell for decades in this prison and all this horrible stuff happens to him. Um, and he, he has to go through a sewer pipe to get out and it's in the middle of a storm and you see the sewer pipe from the outside in this middle of the night lightning thunderstorm and he he shoots out of it into like a slough and he's free in that moment he's escaped and before he like is able to like move on and like run and get away from that spot i remember he's like tearing his shirt open basically and just feeling the rain on him and he that i don't know just oh i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that scene it is just like so powerful. Mm-hmm. I feel it, and that is, that is the feeling that I was trying to convey with this this painting. It, it, it it's like a self portrait to me. I still have this self portrait actually, and it it just has like a white background. The other ones, well, one was white and black. The other one was just black, and this one was just white background. It has me just with my eyes closed, just at peace. Mm-hmm. And then at the base of it, and there's no glass. There's no glass over like it's wide open. And at the base of it, there is a blank piece of paper with the glass over that. Um, and that's, like, just... That's the thing. Like, I'm completely blank. I'm at peace. Like, I felt like I, I had already expressed what I had to express. And I felt, like, like just calm. Like, that mm-hmm. just thing, just at peace, right? Um, and that that kind of encapsulated what I was really feeling at the time for art making being that cathartic process, the problem was that then the cycle would start again. <laughs> that was the problem, especially with music and whatever, like I said, performing it again and whatever would always just be weird. And it wasn't really something that happened when I was jamming that much. And I think that's because we always had time to like hang out after. Right. So I had like this <clears throat> downtime of hanging out with my friends and laughing and stuff. But after a show, one, it's way more intense. So for some reason, it's just the words mean more everything like other times when we're jamming we're practicing a new song or making sure we stay on top of remembering the old ones or whatever and it's it's a whole different thing it's just practice but the actual performance part it was so serious in so many ways that coming off that and usually we weren't hanging out after that it's usually okay man like we play the show and then also there's the fact of instead of just feeding off your bandmates energy you're feeding off the energy of you know a crowd of people yeah, all, all the three people that were there. Stop. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I mean, there's it's just a whole different atmosphere, yeah. a whole different vibe, energy. Sometimes it was really aggravating, actually, because of, again, like we mentioned with the BS last time, dealing with people, like organizing Talk things. people. I have a brain freeze. Sorry. I, I know. <laughs> dealing with people, organizing things, promoters or... Um, <clears throat> right venue owner or like whatever just being like oh i thought we were going on at this time mm-hmm. oh no you've got to go this time but we told everyone to come at this time and like i thought it was going to be this oh we can't pay you this and like all this other stuff attached to it so it was usually like by the end of it we're just like hey that was like i felt like i said it took me a while to come down but also right. it was like late and i was going home and it was dark and it, I, that mood would stick with mm-hmm. me because it wasn't like hey let's go grab supper after this or whatever like no right. that's we would usually end off jams a lot of time with suppers or whatever or mm-hmm. Or, like I said, or just hang out. So, um, anyway, that process, again, repeating itself was really... What? I just make a joke, but it's not a podcast program. Wow. Well, I've never... That's never stopped you before, but okay. Excuse me. <laughs> anyway. So, like I said, I did a lot of work then, and that would have been, like I said, 2013, that's seven years ago, on exploring that. And the way that I use art as a cathartic process now is so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm such a different person. Like, I said, I don't think I have as much anger to filter through in that way, or it's not as strong or as present. But I wonder, too, if I wasn't doing that, like, how much of that was, like, um, 
like self-fulfilling prophecy or cyclical and just being like if I was if I was just painting and I wasn't doing music mm-hmm. like but then I think that music just helped so freaking much I think it would now too I don't I, like but I, I'll never know again that was the point of that whole exhibition like I don't know mm-hmm. is this helping me or hurting me I don't have an answer because before this before like that around that time I would have been like yeah art making helps me so freaking much and it still does I know that it does but I don't know how much of it actually was again repeating stuff and going through the cycle again and reliving moments memories like feelings of just what i was writing at the time um because there would be some times where i was like i don't want to jam the song tonight so we like i but we'd have to practice it or like i was like i don't want to play this song tonight but we don't have anything new where we can take this out of the set or this is a really good song musically Mm -hmm. and so we shouldn't take it out but i was like man i don't feel like it right and but as soon as I was in it, I was so in it that I, it was fine. But leading up to it, sometimes I was like, I don't want to do this song. I don't, it's, it makes me feel awkward and really exposed and like, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, that, that, again, why it was called Complex Catharsis. Because I really, with all that stuff that I was doing and outputting, the writing, the musical component, the visual components, like I was just like, this is just complicated and... And I don't know where it's going. Um, And that is why I feel, again, so much better about just making one abstract in one sitting and that thing is, it's, it's, whatever was in that moment, it's done. Right. And it's why I, for so long, was like, I I was suggesting it to you last time, maybe you just need to leave it alone and come back to it. And I know that's what I need to do for the sake of making the, the, the finished product like up to my standards sometimes I need to if it's not like I can't force it anymore because the quality sometimes just isn't up to my standard um and I don't want it to be good enough I want it to be good like I haven't painted in so long it's been like one week it's been like two I don't know nah, I nope. did a couple of those little baby ones and that was it five five you did five five by sevens okay that's not a lot. <laughs> well, anyway. I even pulled out the ones that I wanted to paint over today, and I just didn't have it in me. That's okay. Yeah. I'm working on bigger and better things. <laughs> well, right now, you, yeah, that's the thing. Your exhibition, right? right? Why don't, I, I think that out of everything you've done, one of the earliest things that you did that you didn't get to exhibit, which is, like... We're plugging it here, yeah. but um, at Street Legal, the Lethbridge Independent Record Shop, um, they have exhibitions there. I've shown there a couple times, and Randy was supposed to have this exhibition there. Uh, what was the name of it again? D. Deprecating dysfunction. Deprecating dysfunction. So you had this photo set of six photos, mm-hmm. and I think they're incredibly powerful. This was supposed to happen back in May. COVID happened instead. So they canceled it, and you had it on. You have it online on your Facebook. Yeah. You did have it on Instagram, but I think you took it off quite a while ago. I think so. Um, but now you're actually going to get to show it in person. October seventeenth is when it goes up. I feel so much more like this is my baby than I did back then. I know. I have oh. so much more deep feelings towards this body of work. Good. I, I think you should talk about it. It fits perfectly into what we're talking about. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. People can go look at it. Oh, little cabbage. Hey. Can I talk about it a little? You can talk about it a little. Maybe I'll join, but. <laughs> well, I, I don't know it as well as you do. You just. You were trying to attach certain. Um, man, I wish we had. Basically. <laughs> The idea of the exhibition is telling everyone that glorifies mental health that they're fucking stupid. And it's not something that needs to be glorified. And it's not something people need to not glorify. But the amount of people who pretend they have something... Mm. need. Oh man! Stop. The st- and then like the stigma that's attached oh. to it for people who actually are suffer like yeah. suffering. Oh man, I'm trying to remember the phrase. Jordan used it, and I told you about it, and it was like, oh man. But it was the thing about like people wanting to have something just to just say they have it for attention purposes. 
Oh man, I can't remember. It was so good, but but that is what it's what it's about. And each photo, so six. A pissing contest of dysfunction. I think that's what it was. Anyway, Jordan said that. That yeah. sounds exactly like something Jordan would say. No, but I mean, he was describing <coughs> a specific thing. But yeah. it was like the people that want to be like, like you said, it's not something to be glorified. And some people right. just like, they don't necessarily, some people that, I mean, I've encountered in my own life, it, everyone has problems. Right, but I mean, absolutely. It, but it's like some people don't have anything. They might be so privileged with so many safety nets and everything else mm-hmm. that in order, like, they they don't have anything really to add to that right. discussion, mm-hmm. and they feel like they have to just to, just just to just be just to just because yeah. just yeah. yeah, keeping up with the Joneses mentally. That's oh yeah. Uh, anyway, each photo represents a different mental illness. The most common ones, I guess. Can you give us some examples. There's DID, depression. Whoa, what's that again? Because I don't even remember. I can't say the first word because I stutter. Dis, dis, disassociative. There, yeah, identity disorder. Okay. Um, depression. There's an eating disorder one, which is kind of blanket to so many obviously yeah. eating disorders. OCD. Oh yeah. Which we use do because <laughs> I was model for that. <laughs> Fitting. Well, a little uh, bit. PTSD. What else? Is it bipolar or? Yes. Okay. And that's probably one of my favorite pictures. Oh, there's the, like, <clears throat> I don't remember what that one was. What? The, the, the shadow and the. PTSD. Oh, yes. That's right? what that one was. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. And I think it's beautiful and I get so much from it and I feel so good. I've been framing them. So I went and purchased frames, worked on them. And I felt so good beating up these frames. That's the hammer thing I yeah. was telling you about. And yeah, I just feel like it adds so much to it. And it's really beautiful. I'm really excited. Yeah. And I feel really nice. Every time I frame a new one, I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, that's <laughs> it's a good stuff. So you, through photography, yes. you were exploring this concept of, like you said, it was basically just like, this isn't something to be glorified. This is... Mm-hmm. Um, real and how did you f- okay in the moment they were really powerful and I, I mean you struggled in the moment when you were making them about them being good enough or this or that yeah. and then once the exhibition got canceled you were like fuck these things mm-hmm. i don't want to they're, they're i'm not gonna any, anything about it so right. i'm really curious as to how you bounce back from it too because you, you wanted to do it for a reason because you felt so strongly about the topic right i feel like i did feel strongly about the topic at that time, I feel like I was really quiet about things in my life. Yeah. So I felt really strong in a way, like, I can show people what I'm trying to, like, mm-hmm. hide from you. Like, I can show them through work what I'm trying to hide with work, like, not say. Oh, that's beautiful. No, I'm just saying, like, the, yeah, just, like, the yeah. power of art. is like, right. some people say, like, I paint because I can't right. put it in words, mm-hmm. right? Anyway. And then when it got canceled, I was like, oh, thank fuck. Like, I don't <laughs> want people to know what like what I'm thinking that's fucking weird and then I saw them again I looked at it at a new fresh like a new pair of eyes fresh eyes and yeah I feel like I just I don't hide it as much now like I talk to you about things I whatever so now I feel like I'm going in more honest with it Mm. like it's not a it's not like a secret I'm trying to tell people. Yeah. It's more like information I'm trying to get people to understand and see. And that's all. <laughs> it's kind of nice that you've got like this other element to it too with the framing that you didn't do before. So that right. you're still like, it's like you're still working on it even though the photos have been done forever. Mm-hmm. And those are, I think, the hardest part was to like, Stage these photos, edit. Well, I mean, editing, I guess, wasn't that hard. But editing it was, wasn't hard. It was the time to like set up with people and finding the person that fit that. Because I couldn't just choose anyone. I couldn't choose, like, like looking at the photo, I would know that that's, yeah. you know what I mean? I was going to say, you could have chose anyone, but you did it, you try to do it in an authentic way. Right. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so each person in the photos I feel like are suffering with something. Is it exactly what's in the photos? Absolutely not, but it's something. It's a darkness that someone else may not, like, the typical person doesn't have. Yeah, well, the thing, the model was still appropriate for the photo in one minute, even though it's not like... They were appropriate for the exhibition. They were yeah. appropriate for the body of work. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's good stuff. So it's really nice. When you were... Do you feel like when you were working on it, you were getting something out of your system, or you were just thinking about it more, and you were processing your own stuff more because of it? Or is that coming more now that it's like going up or like I don't know I'm just wondering like because you had you said it was like kind of informational in a way and you wanted to have this thing out there for people to to, for other people to ponder on Mm -hmm. but in the part of you creating it and I just remember so much (laughs) I remember you expressing so much frustration the whole time so I don't know how much (laughs) I don't know how much peace (laughs) you were getting out of it is what I'm trying to get at like that's the thing I maybe that is another reason that I feel so much towards it now too is like that hard part is over so now, actually piecing it together and doing... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. now I get to feel what I'm supposed to be feeling about it. What I, like, initially went into this body of work feeling, and then I lost it through all the physical work I had to put into it and time that I had to put into it. But now I have that back again. Because okay. the annoying part's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also feel like in the past six months, your... I don't know what you want to call it here. Mental health journey or how you understand yourself oh, better. She's been fun. Well, I just mean like so much has happened. Right, absolutely. And you have learned so much about yourself. I have. And you're kind of revisiting the exhibition that you, it should have been over already. You're yeah. like revisiting it with like a fresh pair of eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I, I just feel, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. Uh, I don't know. I think you said... You said stuff. You said enough, Randy. Shut it. No, I would love you to keep going. I'm just saying there's no pressure to. Yeah. I feel like... It's good. I... Yeah. I don't know. Um... Did you ever feel like... Okay, how, how was... So we talked a little bit about... No, no, we haven't. You know what? Okay, I'm gonna step back here. Taking photos for you was kind of your main... Okay, mm-hmm. you don't think you're... Writing is art, but I'm just going to paraphrase this because whatever, for, for um, time's sake. Mm-hmm. When you would write, it's not something you shared. Right. But Still you, don't? Yeah, not even with me. And so mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's not just like you don't share it on social media, you just don't share it with anyone, right. really. But I feel like that was the thing you were doing that was probably the most cathartic thing for you. Absolutely. Um, it was like personal journal writing, basically, but you have this creative element. I've only read like one and a half things ever, mm-hmm. but I mean, the way you write, I, I think the quality of your words is really beautiful. But then sometimes, you just be like that, uh, and you you actually just needed to get it out, and then threw it in the trash, or burned it, Absolutely. Or... There's, I've burnt books upon books yeah. of writing. So it's this very momentary thing mm-hmm. that helps you in that moment, which is one reason why I was like, hey, maybe you should write every day. <laughs> but, because um, then you can get something out every right. day. Uh, <clears throat> so how does photography, how did that... Was that was that cathartic for you in any way, or like I I would argue that it is, but I want to know. I don't know. I don't know. Like your regular, I mean, not I not like the exhibition terrible. type, right? But just like um, abandoned buildings and landscapes and that. Kind it's of kind thing. of like how you were talking about how you're so in the moment while you're doing a painting, or you know, whatever anyone, whether it be they're running or they're knitting or they're whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was just very in the moment. So yeah, I guess it was. But more in just like a, I'm alone I'm yeah with myself and my thoughts and I'm doing a thing right it wasn't necessarily the concept no I don't think so okay. but it absolutely was good for me in a healing yeah. and nice way and then what how have you I really want to know about the abstracts because that's the thing you've been doing over the past month is you barely you know painting is is new to you and right it seems like you that's the thing with your photography and stuff. Like, it's a different thing. Like you said, it's yeah. more of a meditative, mm-hmm. like, just going out, being in nature, being alone. Right. Just, like, focused on a task. Mm-hmm. But painting in the studio seems like a whole different beast. And I, I the thing is, Absolutely. like, both of these things, I think, are equally good. Uh-huh. But it, you express way more yes. um, relief. 
yes. I guess, from doing this. So I feel like photography is very much a slow cool down. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I... If I'm too worked up, I can't go out and take pictures. Like, I have to be just in a pretty chill mood to begin with. I have went out with the... I went out to take pictures. Like, that's what I left the house to do. And something would happen, I'm pissed off and I can't do it. Like, I've lost all whatever. But I feel like with painting, it has helped me with a lot of the negative feeling. Because I can go in heated. Like, super heated and just beat the shit out of canvas with some paint and it's... Am I answering your question? Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel... I get more from painting than I do photography emotionally. Okay. Far more. Way more. So then, I mean, whatever you go in there with, Mm -hmm. that's a thing. Like, I feel, for me with abstracts, it really is all about what I'm going in there with. Right. Like, sometimes I'm like, hey, I just really want to... I mean... Biking throws a wrench in everything for me because I'm like, if the weather's good, I need a bike. Like, yeah. And then if I have time to paint, then I guess. But it's not my priority, mm-hmm. biking would be. So taking biking out of the equation, it's like, hey, I, I know I'm going to paint on this day. I have no idea what I'm going to do that day if it's an abstract. Like, I might have a portrait I want to do, and that's a whole different story. Right. But it's like, I'm, I mean, you could argue that, obviously, no matter what you're doing, you're going into it in a certain mood, and it's going to affect what you're right. doing to a degree. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the more planned and organized it is, you'll probably stick to that more. Yeah. Whereas an abstract, for me, it's like, I might have a certain size that I'm working on. I'm like, I'm just going to work on that. I want to work on that big canvas mm-hmm. on Tuesday. That's what I want to do. And then Tuesday comes around, and then depending on what mood I'm in, I'm like, hey, again, for me, it's like, what mood am I in? Let's pick some music. Right. And then I'm like, well, then it puts me in a certain mood to use certain colors. Mm-hmm. And then very naturally, I'm either using certain brushes or palette knives or right. whatever. And then it just flows. Right. So that's similar See, to... I'm, I go in with a mood, obviously. I'll obviously know which canvas I want to work on. But I go in with a mood, choose my colors, choose music. And then I see where that takes me. Yeah. Because I've finished a whole canvas, covered it completely, and a song will come on that will change my mood, and then it starts all over again. Oh, wow. But, yeah, like, it, but that's typically how I go in, how it, how it ends, it can be anything. Yeah. But, yeah, I go in with mood, color, music. So, you've mentioned a couple times that, that when you're at your angriest, you end up doing the brightest work. And, like, yeah. So, when I'm super anxious, I'll do really busy work, and, but, like, when I'm angry, that's when you'll find my softer, less busy, and brighter stuff, typically. Why, why do you think? Not a clue. Huh. Maybe it's because I'm like, it just feels really cool. They've stopped, like, there's been one time when I did, well, I started a painting, I was super angry to begin with, and it was like, it was gross, it was turning like to mud. <clears throat> because I was just like trying so many different colors and like trying to make something work and it wasn't working and whatever and by the end of it it was like teal and gold and just really pretty I don't know mm. I don't know why it happens maybe it's because I'm letting it out so I feel better yeah I don't flipping know I don't know I just thought it was interesting because like yeah like I thought maybe it would make sense to me that in both ways let's say you were really really anxious if you directly transfer that to the canvas and therefore the painting is really anxious and busy and right. that makes sense to me but it also would make sense of like what if it was really calm and there was there was not much going on and it was like a color field type piece which is like mm-hmm. very open that would make sense to me too because you would be using your con- like I don't know to me it, I, right. it makes sense in both ways but I'm very much more of like mm-hmm. the paintings that I have that are black and red and dark and or if they're violently like attacked with hammers and flame and whatever it's because i was feeling that way like it's very much like i don't beat stuff up when i'm feeling chill like but that's yeah that's the thing for somebody to look at my art they would some of the stuff that i've made angry somebody would look at it and never ever be like bitch was pissed (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yeah they'd be like oh this is bright and She's so happy. <laughs> yeah. So how do you play with your titles when it comes to those? It's always a song I'm listening to. I... It's usually a song I'm listening to. 
there are all these half the time my titles don't even fit they'll sound way angrier or way nicer than the photo but just something will I'll just hear something in that song and keep it I'm like oh I really like that and that's now what it's going to be whether it fits or not do you feel like that also gives you a different association with that song when you hear it again and you're not in the studio yeah Hmm. if I'm pissed off and I hear it a lot of grieves no I can't say that about him man like a lot of my angry work I'm listening to grieves when I'm painting really I'm angry. I yeah. thought it was more Eminem his before sober stuff yeah that happens a lot too but okay so the stuff I'm angry with with yeah. grieves I can listen to his stuff again and I don't get angry okay. like it does, I don't feel it again the Eminem stuff that I listen to, fuck. I can hear something that almost sounds like it, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not one of those people that can disconnect things like that. As soon as I feel something about a song or a person, a word, uh, whatever. Hmm. Cool story? No, I was, just, I was just curious, because we talk about music, and, and we're kind of going yeah. a little more deeper into our process. But that's the thing for me with... Some of the music I had listened to for years and years before I ever painted to it. Right. And so it doesn't really affect it that much. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's like I end up understanding my own feelings toward the song right. better because I've painted with it. Right. And There is a song by Eminem called Headlights. I read the lyrics. Not a sad song. It's a pretty cute song. It's really, like, it's really nice. Like He's apologizing to his mom. It's really cute. I was super sad when I went in the studio one day. I think I even texted you. Like, I just yeah. started bawling, blah, 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 because I was a big baby and crying. <laughs> um, but when I hear it now, I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. Like, this is super sad. But it's not. Mm. But now I can't listen to it because I ruined it. Good. So that's me. That's, that's, that's great. That's, that's what I do. Oh, man. I just feel like we should have talked about music and, and our work in some other episode or something. But What do you mean? I don't know. I just felt like they, they could be explored like so much more, but maybe maybe not. I don't know. Well, maybe they can be, and maybe it could be another episode. Yeah, maybe it could be. Anyway, yeah. that's all I have to say. I feel like I really talked a lot. My mouth is dry. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Art, art's the best. Art making has so much benefit. Um, that's the thing. Like Art therapy is a thing, and it doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. super um, narrative or constructed. No. Like I have a AP- I have a piece that I've kept for I don't know how long, a decade or so, because it was like very different. I, like I mentioned in a different episode, I've used it as an educational tool now. Mm-hmm. It's not for sale anymore, but it's because it's so narrative. Like it's like this thing is a symbol and this thing right. is a symbol. And yes, it's an abstract piece, but like these things mean certain things and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I could deconstruct it and use all these metaphors. But like it could just be the act of just painting dots right. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I love is that. It can be used in this way, and I think it probably is used by so many people as a cathartic process without them knowing it. But it's obviously, if you're, no, I shouldn't say obviously, I think if you're making art, again, art, not design, uh-huh. not craft, those things might be, you know, cathartic for you too. I'm not trying to take power away from them, but I'm saying right. to me, art being a language expressed, you know, with passion, without compromise, and, and like that's. That it, 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 there's a concept attached to it. There's something attached to it. There's a feeling. There's an emotion. It's right. not just like, oh, I'm making a logo for a band right now. Like, to me, that's that's not art. That's design. They can be great and take a lot of skill and stuff, too. But it doesn't yet necessarily... It doesn't make it art. So I think when you're creating art, then you... It, it is hopefully doing something positive right. for you. And you are learning from it. And you are... I mean, if you're an artist, then I think right. that, yeah. I think everybody should seek therapy, and everybody should start art. And maybe they're the same thing. Just try both. <laughs> That's okay, too. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe art is for therapy. It's, I find it helps so much. I get that 100%. Yeah. I get more out of an art session than I do a talking session. See, and I just realized something that, again, I alluded to it last episode, that, like, I said, like, oh, I'm a fan first or whatever, and the thing is, like, visual art, it, it that's not, like, me mm-hmm. consuming visual art doesn't do anything for me to right. help relieve anything. Absolutely. Listening to music mm-hmm. and reading books, like, re- like, being the audience of other people's art or Absolutely. whatever, like, receiving, yeah. interacting with art even is I, so yeah, beneficial man. for my mental health. 
I can have such a good cry in a book that it's, yeah, just as <laughs> good. Oh, man. Well. That's it, that's all. That's it, that's all. Let's uh, get you a box of Kleenex. I'm not in a crying mood. I just need to go get some water. Oh, I thought you were going to say chocolate. <laughs> <laughs>